everybody, and welcome back to the P1, or should I call it the Ferrari podcast, the P1 and 2 with Matt and Tommy, the Ferrari 1, and yeah, you know it, I'm back with my Ferrari top on, if you listen on an audio, what am I saying, I'm slurring my words right now, Tommy, if you're listening on audio, Ferrari are looking good, and I've just gone straight into it, it's Ferrari Friday, it's... Forza Ferrari Friday. Let's get the alliteration going, Tommy. Yeah, uh, you're setting yourself up for a horrendous <laughs> fall when Max Verstappen wins by 40 seconds. But nope. uh, look, there's hope. Um, and uh, surprisingly, actually, I did not see this coming. Ferrari of all all teams around this track, we said didn't put them in our predictions. You know, we said Red Bull still, even though we didn't predict Max to win. But you know, you went for. Hamilton, I went for Alonso. Um, yeah, Ferrari just didn't didn't think they'd be good around here after being really good at Monza because it's all about straight line speed. But they've been very tasty indeed. Now I know I've reacted as if this is the end of Sunday and Ferrari have just secured a one-two. But look, we take these dubs, all right? This is a big old W for Ferrari so far this weekend. Um, not so much of a W if we look at um, FP1 and lizards. Lizards everywhere. And one particular <laughs> lizard got yeeted. So oh. RIP lizard. And I think it was Fernando Alonso that yeeted it. So, um, yeah, that was, that was uh, certainly something that could throw a little curveball on Sunday if uh, maybe one of the lizards doesn't like Max Verstappen winning by 20 seconds and just runs on the track for a little cheeky, well-timed VSC. You know what I mean? Wow. That would be something, wouldn't it, of all the things to happen. Like, how did Max Verstappen's winning streak end? A lizard. Is, is that, um, was it, is it the Avengers, no, the Marvel meme that's like, no one can stop me, but he can, and it's like the lizard <laughs> going into <laughs> That's what I thought of immediately then. But yeah, uh, what a crazy thing. Um, we've seen it before. I think it was 2016, there was that famous moment where Max mentioned about like, oh, there's a lizard on the track, but that wasn't a lizard. That was a massive, like, was it a Komodo dragon? Is it something Um, insane? But these are a bit smaller, but still causing a bit of chaos. Absolutely. So free practice one, it was Charles Leclerc fastest ahead of Carlos Sainz, Max Verstappen uh, not too uh, far behind as well. It was quite close at the top as Frank enters the room again he, he loves, loves entering. the podcast honestly he, he knows entering. when i'm recording he, he hears does. you talking and he wants the limelight we absolutely love to see it now i think for free practice one the the drivers that struggled the most uh were the ones that had never driven around singapore previously now i'm not saying struggling in terms of hitting the barrier uh, but the likes of lawson piastri Sargent, they're all drivers that have not not experienced the singapore heat there is no rest there is no popping your visor open for a bit of cool air. It is intense. And it's a very difficult track as well, although slightly easier due to all those fiddly corners in the last sector being removed. Yeah, they've changed it a bit for this year. You might have seen our um, our graphic, uh, sorry, our video that we made about it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for those rookies. Logan Sargent in particular seems like he's struggling quite a, a lot. Um Compared to compared to Alban, but Lawson's actually doing a pretty good job, to be fair, and did in a in Q two. Um, and there's actually a very wholesome story about. Right, uh, I know you, you put it in the sheet, and you're now saying it with your mouth. FP two. This is not qualifying. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just realised in both sheets I put Q1 failure. and yes, Q2. You yeah, literally no. tried to make me do a Ron Burgundy, and I was like, no. This is why not. you're so hyped. For, this is why you're so hyped for um, the sessions because you thought it was qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> the Ferrari one too, yes. Um, <laughs> but no, Liam Lawson. Uh, yeah, Liam Lawson. There's a wholesome story actually where, uh, obviously from New Zealand, not not too far from from Singapore. He really wanted to go to the Grand Prix, and his dad said he'd take him. Uh, never happened. And now Liam Lawson's invited his parents to come over and watch him race, which is a very cool cool story like what a so he'd never been to singapore until this weekend yeah he really wanted to go to the race his dad was like oh yeah i'll take you one day the and then the first time ever. they've ever gone is watching him race which is very cool <laughs> that's the biggest flex ever like i want to i want to watch the race now i'm going to take part in it yeah like, that's that's awesome but yeah I, I think fp1 was more of a struggle for those drivers just getting to use getting used to um the the track but in free practice too liam lawson 12th fastest faster than yuki sonoda it's not looking too good for Yuki at the moment. Um, but before we dive into all of that, let's focus on Ferrari and a question from Joe Scacchetti. Is Ferrari this fast around Singapore or are we setting ourselves up for another Sunday letdown? I've learned not to get too excited about them on a Friday. It's happening. It's happening, okay, everybody? It's happening. This weekend, Ferrari lock out the front row. And look, Singapore, mate. If they manage to get a good quality in and both of them are up there, two, one of two things are going to happen. One, it's a Ferrari 1-2. Two, it's a Ferrari double DNF whilst they both, both fight for the win and they have a Monza, but this time not so lucky. Yeah, I mean, if they have that Monza battle, they're not, there's, not, uh, there's not as many runoffs to, to skip over as they did in Monza when things get a bit too close. There's walls. So that could be very tasty indeed but you know i do hope it is the case because it'd be fascinating to see um to see it again battling for the front um you know if they manage to do this in qualifying we'll get a fascinating race because it's a hard place to pass even with drs so um yeah it'd be it'd be incredible but it is only friday no but it's not just friday tommy try saying that start of the end of the Red Bull domination. Uh, that being said, there very... is a new technical directive that's been applied to this, uh, if you don't know, which is to get rid of flexi wings and stuff. And a lot of people are like, oh, does this mean Ferrari were the only ones with non-flexi wings and everyone else has been nerfed? We shall see, won't we? Um, we shall. Uh, I mean, their race pace didn't look anything crazily good. Like, it was very much in the midst of the of the Mercedes and so on. But... If they're at the front, it's Singapore. It's a completely different ball game to if you're at the front of Monza. There's there's a lot more overtaking opportunities around Monza, despite it being quite difficult there. Singapore is a street track. Uh, so that will, I think strategy will play a much bigger part on Sunday if it is close at the front. And God, please give us what we have been asking for for so many weeks, months um, but no, Ferrari, Ferrari look like they've got the edge, at least at the moment, on the one-lap pace, which kind of is a running trend. They have been quite good in qualifying. Um, the race pace, we shall see. Also worth mentioning, uh, Red Bull, of course, down in seventh and eighth. Is it genuine? That's the question. Perez ahead of Verstappen. I'm just saying, I said that Perez is going to beat Verstappen <laughs> this week, weekend. And 
I, I, they look like they're struggling. I don't. I don't think for a second they're going to be six, seven tenths off pole. No. But that is quite a large margin to be behind at the end of Friday, considering we've got one more practice session and then we're straight into quality. I think there's going to be a longer debrief for Red Bull this weekend than perhaps they've had over the course of the year. And FP3, like FP1, is not in the conditions that they really have for uh, for qualifying. So you could argue it's not hugely representative. Um, but yeah, I'd be surprised. I do genuinely think it's they are struggling a little bit. Uh, maybe just to find that setup. The drivers both were complaining on the radio about setup issues and the car not handling the way they want, which is probably... Perez said that he felt like he was going to crash at all times. And which is crazy Stappen because... had a lot of complaining as well on the radio, didn't he? Yeah, and, and that's a car that you know has been so good, so on rails, really, and um, it's probably a big shock. Uh, like you say, I don't think they're going to be seven-tenths down uh, in qualifying, but maybe it means that in qualifying well we have seen it this year you know they don't they don't tend to just completely dominate in qualifying so we could have a really really exciting quality on hands because there are other teams in the mix but with red bull um i do think it's genuine i don't i don't think uh i, I don't think it's um sandbagging or anything like maybe people think they they, do, they don't, don't do that why why, yeah, why, would, like, they? why would they there's do literally that? no there's no gain to sandbagging at this stage in the season when they haven't sandbagged any other Grand no, Prix weekend, no. really. Not, it's not We've not been had like a conversation that. like this before, have we, this year? Not like we used to get with Mercedes when it did feel like Mercedes when when they had tough sessions, it was always because maybe they were just running a bit more fuel or or whatever, um, and it happened quite a lot more. But Red Bull haven't been afraid to show their hand. You know, they, they were amazing in testing and everyone was like, oh God, is this going to be a really dominant season? And yes, sure enough, it, it has happened. So um, that being said, when it did seem like when Mercedes dominated uh, F1, we always got to Singapore and that was the one track where other people, and it was Ferrari a lot of the time. I was going to say that. Yeah, right. I was going to say that, Tommy. Is Singapore the giant killer? Like, Maybe. What's, what's going on? Um, but I think there, I can't remember if there was like different tires or something that was, I feel like there was something to do with the tires that caused Mercedes to not be quick a few years ago and, and whatnot. But mm. but either or, yeah, Singapore just, uh, yeah, throwing up at least on the Friday, some very interesting spice and seasoning. My God, when I woke up, wake up tomorrow, woo, the vibes are going to be lit. So you better tune into the <laughs> Matt P1 Tommy Twitch channel because we will be doing a qualifying watch along uh, to hopefully some spice that'll uh, set us up nicely for Sunday. You bet the prediction graphic is going to be a Ferrari 1-2 and then just three blank spaces where you just don't care. You're just like, no, it's Ferrari 1-2 and I'm not predicting third, fourth and fifth. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't. Um, but no, I think it's worth mentioning, as you just mentioned Ferrari again, is that Carlos Sainz, again, looking really good. I would argue maybe Leclerc should have done a faster time in FP2. He was, I think, a couple of tenths or at least a tenth and a half up on Sainz going into that last sector. But the the really interesting thing is that with Singapore, you can actually manage your tyres, even over the course of one hot lap, uh, to be faster in certain sections than others. And it seemed as though Carlos just managed to to execute on that last sector a little bit better than Leclerc. So that might be something that, that we see uh, in qualifying as well, despite having the removal of that right, left, left, right that, uh, that we had in that last sector. They're, they're still having to manage their tyres. They are indeed, yeah. Carlos looking... Very good. Um, great to see him on on the same level as uh, 
as Leclerc. And those two are going to be very evenly matched now, uh, which is going to be exciting, if not a little scary, uh, for Ferrari fans if they end up on the same bit of trek again and fighting. Yep, my heart will be jumping out my chest. Thank you, Tommy. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Next question. Merstiel28. Do you guys think that Red Bull are realistically going to struggle this weekend or will they get things sorted like they usually do? Now, we're speaking about the struggles. How far can they actually fix these problems? Because it's not as if we've got a Verstappen two two tenths off and a Perez eight tenths off, because that's what we've seen a reasonable amount this season. We've got both of them at the same level, it seems at the moment, at least on a, over a one lap. Yeah, it's not a, not a case of yeah Verstappen way down. You go, well, actually Perez is here, so there's still performance, or equally the opposite, the opposite way around. So uh, they are. I do think yeah, it's a genuine struggle at the moment. I don't think they're going to be seven tenths off it in qualifying, but I do think they're on the back foot after the first day. And we've seen it before that they've struggled. Uh, sorry, they're not struggled in qualifying. They've um, they don't tend to put they don't tend to dominate as much, as much emphasis as they do in the race. Exactly. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They usually have a, a car set up for the race. Um, they're very kind on their tires, which can be a bit of a uh, disadvantage when it comes to qualifying when you want to be heating those up aggressively yep. just like Ferrari do. So um yeah, it's gonna be fascinating to see. Bring Next question, Sparty official. Are we gonna see both Ferrari and Mercedes above Red Bull this weekend? I think Ferrari, there is a chance. I'm not even writing out Mercedes to potentially challenge for pole position. We know what Hamilton can do. George Russell up there in third uh for, for free practice too as well. Only a couple of tenths off. It's not like Ferrari are home and dry out at in the front of the field. You've got both Mercedes, you've got Fernando Alonso doing Fernando Alonso things <laughs> as he always does. Um, and then Lando as well. McLaren were looking very good in the sort of early stages of, of both the practice sessions, Lando doing a lot of laps on the hards, I think it was, and he was still very much up there with, with the, with the times. So he's not one to really uh, disregard. I don't think they probably have the one lap pace, but I, the McLaren might well come into its own again in, in the race. It's uh, it's great to see Lando still up there. I think Oscar is going to struggle this weekend. It seems as though he's not taking to the Singapore track as quickly as perhaps Liam Lawson is in the Alpha Tauri, um, but we shall see. We sure will. Uh, it's going to be fascinating, though, that the fact that we've had this amazing battle all year for P2 behind Red Bull, and if Red Bull kind of fall into that mix where they they are in that mix it could be anyone for for pole and that is going to be 
so so good <laughs> can't wait already oh god what have we done tommy what have we done eh uh, the one thing we should mention from free practice too is alexander alban of course um having a great season so far but having an ers issue uh, which meant he missed most of free practice too which was a shame um so williams was 19th and 20th which is a big a big thing for williams because albon is very much carrying that team with both of the straps of the rucksack over his shoulder there's 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 no heavy lifting going from logan we are saying that he hasn't been horrendous but he's not been anywhere near the level that he should be considering where that the pace of that williams has been at certain tracks this year and it's singapore it's going to be a very difficult task for logan to pull off anything in that side of the garage yeah alban i think i'd be surprised if williams were we're good here. Um, and so far on the evidence, they're not it's not looking like they're their best track, but Logan looks to be like really, really struggling um with the with the car setup and just yeah, he's obviously it's only practice, but but he's kind of down at the bottom in both sessions by quite quite a margin. So uh struggling to get to grips with what a lot of people say you know, is maybe even more challenging than Monaco because it's not only a difficult street track, you've also got, you know, the heat and everything as well. So yes, tough old, tough old track. So it's going to be tough for him. Exactly. Uh, question, Mega versus Primus. Is this weekend important for Lawson, Sargent and Piastri? I don't think it's important for Piastri. He's proved himself now this year. If he has an off weekend, he has an off weekend. So be it. Lawson, Yes, I think every single race weekend is important for Liam Lawson because he has a very finite window here to show what he's made of. He doesn't know when the next opportunity is going to come up that he gets to drive in a race. So as much as there's not a lot of pressure in the sense of, or I guess not a lot of expectation for him to do really well, if he does, that's going to pay huge dividends uh, when it comes to conversations of a full-time race seat next year and beyond. And for Logan Sargent, yes. He's very much on the cusp, I would say, and probably the one of the main drivers at risk now. You've got both the Haas drivers locked in. You've got both the Alfa Romeo drivers locked in, which you were surprised about, Tommy, when that news came out. So I would say Sargent is now that that sort of seat that the Sharks that aren't in Formula One at the moment are, are lurking around. Yeah, and you do have to wonder that, that in my opinion... I know he's a rookie, but if Logan gets to the end of the season and hasn't scored a point and Albon's bagged like 30 points throughout the season, it's hard to argue if Logan deserves another chance because he doesn't need to be on Albon's level, but the Williams isn't a terrible car. It might not be great here, so he's maybe got a bit of a free pass here that there's no expectation. But when we get to the other circuits, he's going to have to start delivering because uh, it's not looking great for him. Piastri... I don't know if you'd say it's important. I think he's proved himself um, this season already. And uh, yeah, he, he might struggle around here, but we'll get back to normal tracks and he'll be fine. Uh, and then Lawson, it's a massive opportunity. Uh, the more the more I think about it, and I know this is something that's kind of been heavily rumoured now, the more I think it's Yuki that's under pressure, not Daniel Ricciardo for that, that seat. Daniel Ricciardo seems like he'll be locked in as a, a team leader and then it's between the two argue young guns even though Yuki's been in for he's still young but yeah he's been in for a few seasons now um and if and if Lawson's come in mid-season and is on Yuki's level and starts to maybe even beat him that's not going to look great for Yuki at all um you do wonder and, actually don't you with Yuki 
obviously he's lined up to go to Aston Martin, but that's not next year. Could we actually see Yuki Tsunoda have a year off before yeah. he, there is he talk then that he might become like a Red Bull reserve or something, and yeah. then the Honda deal kicks in. Um, but I guess then the problem for Yuki is. Uh, well, one, you're going to Aston Martin where Fernando Alonso it will never want to leave if the car's good and Lance Stroll is not allowed to leave. Um, <laughs> and then you've also, you know, if they did take a punt on a young driver, if he keeps being out of uh, the seat for a long time and Iwasa's doing really well in F2, then maybe, you know, Honda try and push him through. So, yeah, Yuki, Yuki's had a really good season and it'd be a, it'd be a shame, like, I can't believe the season he's had that he's actually under threat, but that is just the nature of the Red Bull uh, junior team in a weird way. It's kind of um, Daniel Ricciardo's uh, unfortunate kind of incident has opened up a path that's put pressure on on Yuki now. Yeah, it is It is crazy to say, because uh, I don't think his season has really warranted the amount of points that, that he deserved. We've spoken about it a lot, the amount of 11th places he's he's produced, and generally that car's been awful. Um, but yeah, it is it is one of those things, isn't it, where Alpha Tauri, Red Bull, if this whole rumor mill of Sonoda going to Aston Martin is true, then why would they have any allegiance or any reason to keep him in the driver pool if they've got Liam Lawson, who they know has the talent and is probably going to be more committed to Red Bull in the future? It's a, it's a decision that needs to be made probably pretty soon. Um and finally, let's talk about the, the new circuit layout. We've seen it now in action. It's around 10 seconds quicker, probably even more so when we get to, uh, to qualifying. Um, what do we think? Like, what's, what's, uh, what's, our, what's our first thoughts? Tommy, why don't you give me yours first? I like it a lot. I think it's a lot better, personally. Um, there's, talk, there's talk, actually, that I don't know. I Maybe you missed this and you might, might know more, but there's talk that it's only temporary because there's building work going on or something and it might not actually be like a permanent change i don't know how true true that is i've not seen anything uh, about it or too much info but what we've got at the moment i think is much nicer um obviously it was cool that they went under that grandstand but it just made the made the track a bit clumsy and i much prefer that you know i don't i don't think it's a particularly great overtaking spot um it, it will require kind of breezing past someone before the braking zone but there's no drs there um, but hopefully it just keeps things a bit closer because 90 degree turns are just the worst for for racing as we've seen in Sochi. They certainly are. Um, I quite like it as well. I think it's it's faster. It kind of comes back to what we said in our predictions, I think, where I, I said that look, without those fiddly corners, we get to the straights sort of in the first sector as well quicker. And then the field spread hopefully will be a, a slightly bit less. I still believe that after seeing that. And I think, you know, no DRS on the new sector, is it the right call? I don't think it will change much either way, to be honest with you. I don't think it's a long enough straight. To, <laughs> if it's a Ferrari 1-2, really... you'll say absolutely yes, it was uh, the in right fact, call. Get rid, of, <laughs> get rid of DRS for the whole circuit if it's a Ferrari 1-2 in qualifying. You know what I mean, Tommy? Come on. Um, yeah. But no, I, I don't think it's really affecting either way. I think the drivers did actually call for it to, to be made a DRS zone due to the fact they believed that um, overtaking is going to be really difficult, but we knew that with Singapore. <laughs> so I think that would be the uh, best but... place for DRS to, to overtake. Mm. And I, I saw Sky kind of roasting Christian Horner a little bit because um, I think it was Martin Brundle saying like, oh, of course you want DRS there because it benefits Red Bull. But I, I do think that, you know, Red Bull are, have been quick anywhere. And if, if uh, 
DRS, you know, that that it's going to be that that section where it probably is going to be a really good place to pass because now I've watched it and watched like the running there. It's quite a long, long straight. You don't get much of that at Singapore. Um, it's quite a long old run. Um, so maybe it's it would not the be the hardest of breaking zones. Though, this is, is the it? problem. Like... It would be it would be a DRS kind of motorway pass, which I'm not a huge yeah. fan of personally. Rather than a, a great outbreaking maneuver, um, which we tend to see uh, as they come out of that long hairpin and then uh, into that next heavy right hander before that long straight has kind of been almost the main overtaking point really there. So yeah, you kind of. We'll, I guess we will literally see. Uh, I c- can imagine it's probably a debate that will come up in the race if we if it ends up being maybe a bit of a snooze fest or no one can pass. So we'll all be going, oh, why? Ain't no why? snooze fest, mate. Ain't no snooze fest if it's a Ferrari one two. <laughs> no, I mean, please. If 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 they do lock out and it's hard to pass, we'll all be loving it really because it would make it. An if they do race. lock out on Saturday, our Twitch channel will be banned. Um, because I would have yeah. broken all guidelines and terms and conditions. Not safe for work. Yeah, um, you'll be, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, look forward to that. Um, and that is it. Thank you everybody for watching and listening to this beautiful, wonderful Friday wrap up of Ferrari being unreal. Tommy, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are: if you love the podcast and you love a lot of uh, us chatting, there's something exciting being announced tomorrow. So keep your eyes ears for, and ears out for that um ears yeah, peeled exciting for, the, for extra times. waffle mm. premium waffle coming soon mm. and yeah you'll see everything uh, on that tomorrow so look forward to that um and yeah we'll see you very soon bye, bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.